Hey, queens. Hey, kings. What's up, good people? I am Sharana Reeves. You are listening to These Three Things Podcast. And I already know I'm not even going to waste any time. I'm going to get right into it. I know I'm two and a half weeks into this episode. And I know that I promised that I would at least be every other week. I don't know if it's going to make any difference to y'all, but just so y'all know, in the process of me not um, getting an episode out, I have moved from Savannah, Georgia, which is where these three things podcast originated in July of 2020. Uh, My pod baby celebrated a birthday uh, while we were on break. And uh, well, I wasn't really on break while I was just basically getting moved uh, and transitioning here back to Tennessee, where I'm from. Um, Yeah, my pod baby turned three on July 21. So let's give a shout out to my pod baby. She has stuck by me in times when I just didn't want to have anything to do with podcasting. And she waited patiently for me to pick my microphone back up and decide that, hey, you know what? I still have more to talk about. I still have more people that I want to talk about stuff with. So this episode today is going to be just me. I want to fill you guys in on a couple of things. The title of this episode is called The Evolution of These Three Things Podcast. So I want to tell you how in the past three years my show has evolved and why. Uh, I want to talk about some other things too, like um, women just evolving in general and what I've learned about that over the three years of doing These Three Things Podcast. I want to talk about the end times and some of the things that we're seeing right now and us being in the end times. And I'm going to tell you guys about a dream that I had about Christ returning about however many years was it? It was 2011. If I'm not mistaken, August of 2011, I had a dream about God returning. I'm going to tell y'all about it. If I have any dream interpreters on here, hit me up. Uh, These three things podcast at gmail.com. And uh, break it down to me. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but just the dynamics of it all is 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 pretty amazing. And uh, I ended up reading after I had the dream some of the stuff that that's actually in the Bible of what I dreamed. I had not read it prior to, but it led me to go read Revelations and almost like I saw it in a dream. Okay. Uh, which I don't dream like that, but I'll get into that as well. I want to talk about Sex in the City, if any of you guys are watching that, the new Sex in the City, and just like that. I want to talk about something that just happened on the latest episode that I thought was just, um, I know, I know Charlotte's pain. I know how Charlotte feels, <laughs> and it was very relatable. Um, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the Beyonce concert. I also went to the Beyonce concert in my transition from Georgia to Tennessee. Um, I want to talk about when the next episode is coming out and what that episode is going to be out. I've actually already recorded that episode and I need to go back and edit it, which I will try to do as soon as possible to get out to you guys. I'm not even going to say a date because y'all don't trust me at this point anyway. And That's fair. For almost a century, Scarrett Bennett Center's historic Gothic campus has been a choice location for dream weddings in Nashville. Consistently rated one of Music City's best places to get married by The Knot, 
Wedding Wire, and Toast of Nashville, Scarrett Bennett Center offers three timeless venues for your wedding. A 20-person elopement chapel, a 300-person wedding chapel, and a breathtaking garden. From rehearsal to reception, Scarrett Bennett Center is ready to help you create the intimate, historic wedding of your dreams. Visit our website at scarrettbennett.org forward slash weddings for more information. So let me go ahead and talk about the evolution of these three things podcast. Okay, so when I started these three things podcast in July of 2020, I was one year out of coaching women's basketball. And a lot of my experience when I was coaching was black women, we were just not very supportive of each other. We were clicked up, we were linked up, and I stick with my click, you stick with your click, I'm gonna look out for my click. I don't really know you, we don't really talk like that. Maybe you had a recruiting battle with somebody and now they don't like you, you know, that type of stuff, okay? I actually really thought that that was just, you know, relevant to women's basketball, but having conversations with my friends who are executives in the corporate world shared with me a lot of the same sentiment that they could be one of two black women in the whole office and they don't even talk to each other. They don't even speak to each other. As I say this out loud, that still drives me crazy. I don't even understand the mindset of that. If I don't like you, it's usually because you've done something to me. I don't just walk around in life not liking people just because I don't like you. Now, I have definitely been around people that our personalities just don't vibe. Like, you're cool people, I'm sure, for a different type of, you know, person. But the way I move and just my personality and the way you move and your personality, we don't really mesh well together. So we don't really hang out like that. It doesn't mean I don't like you or wish you bad or want to sabotage you or talk about you behind your back. We just don't vibe like that. I think that's all people, all races, all cultures. Okay, so I created these three things podcast because I was like, there's got to be something out there for us black women to listen to and really try to see how much alike we are and how much a lot of times we're all fighting the same battles. And if we ever could really get on the same page with each other, how many doors we could open for the next sisters, for the young sisters that are coming down the pipes. The more we clench our hands and try to be the only one and try to be the best one and try to be above each other and queen queen being each other, it's a lot harder for us to achieve anything or to be more than just one of us. And so that was the intent of these three things podcast. And my attempt to make it a show for black women or a podcast for black women wasn't a snub on white women. Um, as a matter of fact, my first episode on these three things podcast was black women and our relationships with white women. And I wanted to talk about the dynamics of it. We were going through a time where we had just experienced the death and the murder of George Floyd, the murder of Ahmaud Arbery in 2020. There was a lot going on. I mean, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash at the beginning of 2020. Like 2020 just turned, you know, it it really was a change in just everything about how we have known life and a pandemic. Let me not leave the pandemic out. Uh, You know, we have a global pandemic that's taking people's lives and mostly African-American and minority black and brown people's lives. Um, 
which had nothing to do with uh, our health being worse than yours. It was more about our medical care and the exposure of how terrible the medical care has been for black and brown people that uh, when sickness hits, we're the first people to be affected by it. And um, it was just a lot going on in 2020. And so I wanted to reach out and have something positive to say to try to bring unity and kindness and all of those things. And uh, my intentions were good. Uh, maybe my second guest on the show was uh, Tina Thompson. I don't remember if Tina was my second guest. She might have been my second guest on the show. But uh, Tina Thompson, who is a WNBA Hall of Famer, she was the head coach at Virginia at the time. I think Tina is now a scout for uh, an NBA team. Shout out to Tina if you're listening to this episode. Um, Tina had said something to me when she and I did her episode. And we were basically talking about her being a, a single parent. And having accomplished all that she has, you know, was the number one draft pick. She wasn't a parent at that time, but being able to have a baby during her WNBA career. And if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it. And then you'll understand the dynamics of what I'm saying. But I don't want to get off into that. I want to stick to what I'm trying to talk about here. Uh, but Tina says something to me in that episode where she talked about when I was saying how I felt like, you know, black women, we should support each other. Like, I don't accept that. Like, I'm not okay with it. And she was like, and I, you know, and I was telling her and I'll never be okay with it. And she was like, you know, it bothers me too. She said, but what can we do? She was, she basically said what I now have come to realize is really just the truth of it all. Women just evolve when they're ready to evolve, if they want to evolve. And if you're listening to these three things podcast and you've stuck with this show, you probably are an evolved woman, which means by evolve, let me just explain what I mean by evolved. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not a hater. I don't hate on anybody. I'm happy for everybody. Whatever success you have, I am happy for you, especially if it has been a desire of your heart, especially if you have gone through tough seasons in your life or something uh, tragic has happened to you, or if you've worked really hard for something and you've seen it come to fruition, I am happy for you. I don't do jealousy. I don't do envy. I don't talk about people behind their back. I just don't. Like, I'm genuinely happy for other people. And me being happy for other people, I realize that that doesn't diminish me. It doesn't make me any less of it doesn't define me because someone else has received a blessing or saw the benefits of their hard work or whatever. Like if it's successful, if it's good, that doesn't diminish, you know, anything that God has for me. And I have always been that way. There have been moments where I've seen people, you know, accomplish things and I'd be like, dang, that would have been nice, man. I want to know what that feels like. But it's not coming from a place of mm, she thinks she all that because she got this and she thinks she all I don't. It's not in me, you know, it's not in me. And I have raised my daughter with that same mentality, like, baby girl, you be happy for other people. You walk your own journey. You walk out your own pace, your own thing in life. And I realize that there are a lot of women who think that way and who are happy for other people and you treat other sisters with kindness and you try to build relationships with other black women. And, um, and I'm speaking primarily about black women because I'm going to get to the evolution of the show. 
you reach out to other black women, you speak when you see us, you are cool within yourself. So you're open to everybody else and just willing to have conversations with people, meet people. You're open and you're free. Basically, you're well within yourself. Life is not perfect for you, but you're well within yourself enough to the point that you can be happy for other people and you're not in constant competition with somebody else about where they've reached in their life to where you've reached in your life. And I have understood that for as many of us who are in that space, it's a whole slew of us that we just not ready yet. We're just not ready We have to compete with everybody. We got to be the biggest personality in the room. We got to come into the situation trying to run the show. Uh, I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to show you that I'm better than you. I'm not happy for you when you get it. I'm willing to sabotage you if you get it before I think you should have gotten it. I actually don't even think that you deserve to have it. All of that. People just genuinely not happy for other people. And... I think what's happened over time is what turned to anger and disappointment in these three years of these three things has basically turned into sadness. I think that it has made me sad that there's so much that happens in the lives of black women. You know, we are molested at a rate that is uh, three out of four black girls have been molested. I remember it used to be one out of three. Now it's three out of four uh, black girls have been molested at some point in their lives or have been sexually assaulted at some point in their lives. And we deal with a lot. It's not easy. You know, we deal with uh, colorism. We deal with society telling us that we're not what we're not, how our beauty doesn't, uh, we don't, there's no value in our beauty or there is no beauty in us, but We look around and we see, you know, other races buying body parts that look like ours, whether it be your lips, your butt, your hips, your breast. Well, white women always been known to have some breasts. Let's just put that out there. Keep it real. Uh, But other body parts that look like us, but on us, it's not beautiful. Now, I don't even receive stuff like that. You know, I, I when people just the intention of media you know, growing up as a kid, if that was their intention or the words that people said, that stuff bounced off me like, you know, but I understand that it didn't bounce off everybody. And sometimes that was happening within your own home as a black girl. Like you grew up with uh, cousins calling you, if you were dark skinned, calling you blacky, if you were, if you were light skinned, calling you white, you're not black enough because you're light skinned or you don't really know the black struggle because you're light skinned or you're not attractive because you're dark skinned. Like it's so much stuff that goes on that even when it's happening in your family, it's stuff that stays with you that doesn't just get washed away because little old Sharana Reeves right here wants all of us to, you know, be at peace with each other and really support each other. And, you know, if we ain't cool, then, hey, we not cool, but I ain't going to try to hurt you, sis. You know, I'm going to go on over here and be cool with the people that I'm cool with and wish you well. Even though that is the desire and was the desire of my heart, that doesn't mean that we're ready for that. It doesn't mean that all black women are ready to jump on that bandwagon because I have understood in the three years of these three things that it's a lot of pain in us. It's a lot of uh, resentment and anger and frustration and bitterness and sadness and shame. 
and disappointment in us that sometimes it just ain't your season to understand or be in a place of, I need to evolve as a woman and I've got to find a way to heal these areas in my life that have uh, disappointed me or broken me and be well within myself and where I am in whatever season of my life that I'm in so that I can be happy for other people. And God knows that was the desire of my heart. And I think that God put me on this journey for me to learn some valuable lessons. Sharana, your heart is good in this area. And for those who are about that, they will gravitate to your show and they will listen. But it's a lot of pain out here. And it's not going to be a show where you can just speak to black women because the truth of the matter is there's a lot of pain in women in general. And that's just the point of it all. It's just a lot of pain in women in general. And I have a lot of men who listen to the show who reach out to me and tell me that they're listening to the show and that they've learned a lot about these three things podcast and women and that they've learned a lot about women on these three things podcast and how we feel and what we think and, you know, just what's happening in our bodies hormonally and all of the things like, you know, sexual liberation and all the things that I've talked about on the show that they've learned. And I've decided, and I don't know when I actually publicly talked about changing it, but I think maybe I mentioned it on an early an earlier episode, but to be honest, I really wasn't ready to let it go. I was still trying to, you know, reach us and be like, Hey sis, like, you know, let's look at this. Let's talk about this. Let's evaluate why we're moving this way. And in the process of all of that and all the conversations and me just evolving as a woman and understanding and growing and maturing in a lot of ways that I needed to mature since 2020, actually since 2019. But uh, the show is, is th these three things is for everybody. These three things is for black women. These three things is for white women, black men, white men, Hispanic women, his, Hispanic men, Asian women, Asian men, you name it. Listen to these three things podcast, because what I'm what I'm going to do on this show is I'm going to talk about what's good. What's that scripture in Philippians where it says whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is worthy, whatever is of good report, uh, whatever is lovely. Uh, that's we're talking about those things. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about those things and I'm going to try to uplift people. And I'm also going to talk about other things on the show that I feel like, you know, that's maybe problems in our society that we need to talk about and we need to address. So these three things is evolved. You know, I still have a love and a passion to see black women, African-American women, however you want to call us, uh, be more in unity with each other. And I really want to see us more than anything be well, uh, within our souls, be well, get into therapy, heal your stuff. Y'all, we all got stuff. We all got stuff that we have had to fight through, to push through, to pray through, to cry through, to therapy through. I'm all of those. <laughs> I just mentioned I'm all of that. And, you know, life is a fight. Life is a fight. And what I do know for sure is that 
if you dealing with stuff in 20, when you're 22 years old, 23 years old, you shouldn't be dealing with the same stuff when you 42, you haven't evolved. And so the goal is to evolve. And so that's what these three things needed to do. It needed to evolve and speak to everybody. I want to be open to everything. And I feel like that's really where spiritually I'm being led is to be open to people And I will be the first to say, I have not had the best experiences with white women. I'm just going to put that out there and keep it a buck. So you white women who are listening to this show, I have not had the best experience with you guys. I have literally spent most of my life like you cannot trust them. They will be the first to stab you in the back. They will be the first to run and tell on you to try to get you in trouble at work. They will be the first to get upset because you don't come to work and share all your business with them and tell them everything about yourself. And so now they see you as somebody who is a secret keeper and she's not part of us and she doesn't want to be around us. Like my experience has been that a lot of white women feel like that the world revolves around them and how they see things and how they feel another person should be without understanding that I don't need to be policed by what you think I should be. Now, I will tell you, I have started a uh, new career since I've been here in Nashville, and I'm so excited about it, and there's so much to learn. Like, I will talk more about that um, on a later episode, but I just had lunch with three white women on my job. Little do they know, they probably just restored a lot of my faith in just white women in general. Like I felt like I had known these women my entire life. We were all around the same age. We were all experiencing the exact same things going through, you know, different things at different seasons, but some of us have passed through it. Some of us are now going through it, just talking openly and freely We were mature. We weren't in competition with each other. We weren't trying to outdo each other or out have each other or it was just genuine adult women having a conversation. And I know that they felt the same way because one of them emailed me after we had gotten back from lunch and said, we feel like you've been here forever. And, you know, I needed that. I needed that. And it was also confirmation for me to know that Sharana, yes, Most of your life, you have not been able to trust white women, but that doesn't mean that all white women are like those white women. You have to open yourself up and have a spirit to get to know people and let those people prove to you who they are without coming in kind of with your guard up, uh, looking at them sideways and side-eyeing them because I already know you're kind. And so um, I move forward in that. I move forward in that and I'm sharing that with you guys and I'm being blatantly open and honest because I have been on this show since July, 2020. And I always say this and I, and I think it's, you know, it, it, we, we've been commanded to do it is to love our neighbors as ourselves. at the end of the day. And, um, you know, that's the evolution of these three things. And so now let me move on to Other things that I want to talk about. Um, Okay, so yeah. Y'all, are we at the end time? Well, I know we're in the end times. I don't even have to ask that question because we got, uh, what is it? Leprosy popping up in Florida. Uh, We have now acknowledged that there's aliens, that, you know, planes have crashed in areas and there's been body parts that were not human, that were discovered. We've got global warming. We've got the ocean feeling like bath water. Like we have 
a lot of signs for those of you who are Bible readers, you know what I'm talking about. You've heard this before. If you've been in a Bible-based church, then you know some of the things that are happening right now in this world are have been spoken about in the Bible that says in the last days, you will start to see this, 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 and that. And we are starting to see this, 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 and that. So I want to tell y'all about a dream I had um, that, and since, you know, so many things have been happening, the dream actually was brought back to my memory here recently. And, you know, I'm going to share it with you guys. It was, you know, I dream most of the time. I don't remember my dreams, but I was at a uh, convention, an NSN for all of you national sales network people. Um, I was at an NSN convention in Orlando, Florida in August of 2011. And I was there by myself. A lot of people told me that I should be there and I should go to it. So I signed up to go to it. And one night in my hotel room, I'm asleep. I'm in, you know, in the bed, just sleeping. And I'm, I, I have this dream. Okay, so in the dream, I'm at my mom and dad's house in Murfreesboro, and I'm standing out in the driveway, and I don't know whose car I'm on, but my um, the door is open, and I'm in between the door and getting in the car, and I put my elbows up on the hood of the car, and I'm kind of just sitting there, and I'm having a conversation with somebody, and I don't know who this person is, and I'm having this conversation with, but all of a sudden it was, it was day. It was, it was right at the time where we were going from, it was dusk. It was right at dusk, like right that little hour or two and a half or so before we go from day to where it's dark outside. And so we're at dusk and I'm sitting there talking to this person with my elbows up on the hood of the car and kind of with my uh, fist in my chin, just kind of sitting there having a conversation. And all of a sudden, the sky starts to turn a light pink. And it was almost like it was a wave that just ushered itself right into the sky. Like it was a floating wave of just like light pink that just started to light up the sky. And it would wave and it would clear out. And then like the next thing would happen would be another wave coming from the same direction where the pink got a little darker. Another wave, the pink is getting darker another wave, the pink turns into a light purple, another wave, the purple starts to darken with each wave. Uh, the, the, the sky is changing and it was almost like it was preparing to present something, which is what I understood after I had the dream. But during that time, I'm just like, I, I'm thinking in my mind in the dream, that uh, we're about to have a tornado, like it's about to be some type of massive uh, uh, weather situation that's about to happen here. And when the purple got as dark as it could be and it looked like the sky was black, out of the sky comes this massive body sitting on a throne of glass with a white robe on, now, in this moment, because I'm a Christian, I understand that this is Jesus, but I'm shocked. Like, I, you know, like I, I, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking I actually live to see Christ return. Now, this is where the dream takes off into like, it'll give you cold chills, probably as I'm talking, some of you will get cold chills. So as Jesus bursts through the clouds, he's on a throne of glass 
and he's in a long white robe and he's massive. Like he is so massive that literally the world became a thimble in his presence. Like I could see China from my driveway in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, like in his presence, the world was so tiny, like every nation you could see, like before you. It, it, it is strange. I can't even put it into words, but it was like we were all there, like all people, all parts of the world were all in one space in his presence. He was so massive and his arms were resting on like the the arms of this throne of glass and his hands were hanging over the uh, the, the ends of the the arms of the of the throne of glass his skin looked like the color of my skin, maybe a little lighter. His, his skin was, was a brass look. It was uh, really, honestly, a little lighter than my skin color. And he's sitting there. I couldn't see his feet because his robe covered his feet. And I could see his, um, I could see him up to his shoulders. But I was scared to look up because he was so huge and massive that I just, in his presence, I bowed. In my dream, you guys, when I looked around, everything was bowing. The trees leaned over. The grass was bowing. Everything. I have never been able to tell this story without getting emotional at the presence <clears throat> and the power of our God. And so when I realized that everything was bowing, my ears, my senses and my ears began to kick in and I could hear and I could hear people screaming, Jesus, save me. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus. And then you could hear those who have known Christ, who were ready, who knew his return was coming. You could hear them praising. You could hear them worshiping. Like you could just hear just mass of insanity of just the revelation that he is who he said he was. And the moment of truth has come. And I remember in my dream, as I was bowing, something said, look up, look up, look up, see his face, look at his face, see his face. And I looked up in my dream, you guys, and his face was like light. I could see his shoulders, but his face was just like, it was light. Like it was, I mean, light eternity, like light, light from as far right to where he was to as far left to the eye could see, to as high to the heavens as you could see, it was light. And I remembered waking up and I woke up out of the dream. Now, I wake up the next day. I have no recollection of the dream in that moment. I just wake up and I just feel different. Like I didn't feel tired. I just don't know. I can't describe, I can't describe what I felt. But I felt different. I didn't feel like the same anymore. I wasn't, I felt something in me was just different. And I didn't think anything of it. I was getting ready. I was feeling weird. Like, I don't know. Like, just, I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like myself, but not in a bad way. 
And so in the middle of one of the presentations at NSN, my dream rushes back to me like a flood. And in the middle of the presentation, I just kind of like belt out. I kind of almost a light scream. And the reality and the remembrance of the dream came back to me and I had to get up from the table and I went to the bathroom and I wept to the point that I had to go back to my room. And for weeks, I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't even tell anybody about it. Every time I tried, all I could do was weep. And, you know, the stuff that we're seeing today, you know, it's, I mean, it's real. Like, it's real. Like, you know, Christ is soon to come. You know, I have said this a million times on these three things podcast that these three things podcast is not a, uh, a, a podcast where I'm talking about uh, preaching, the, preaching, you know, to anybody, although I am here to uh, encourage and to enlighten and to build up and to also tell you that I am a child of the most high God. And if you are not saved, uh, I encourage you to seek God, to get to know him, to, I I pray that you have an encounter with him and that you will uh, be baptized and get to know him for yourself that you will not be one of those people that were out that was in my dream screaming to the top of your voice for forgiveness, for salvation, to re- repenting. And, you know, that's all I really want to say about that. But I just, you know, like I said, with with the weather and the ocean and leprosy and, um, you know, aliens and and. Uh, AI and all these things that are coming um, towards us, you know, just the division of people and the hardness of hearts and the anger in, in, in you know, this country and the wars and it, it, you know, we're, I don't know how close we are, but we're, we're in it. We're in, we're in the, the clock has started to tick for when he will soon return. So I just put that out there. Um, and uh, know that I'm praying for everybody who listens to this episode, that if you don't know God, that you get to know him because he is real and he is uh, he's coming back. He is definitely coming back. So now I'm going to take off my my first lady hat and I'm going to go to the next thing that I want to talk about, which is um, sex in the city, the new sex in the city. And just like that is what they're calling it. So let me call it what they call it. And just like that. Okay, so on this last episode, um, the part that I want to talk about that was just like, whoever wrote that, they know. They are a woman of a certain age, they know. Because when Charlotte had decided that she was going to go back into, um, what is it that Charlotte does? She does something with uh, works at a gallery, an art gallery. She was going to go back into the art world and work at a gallery an opportunity had been presented to her and she felt like that, no, I needed to be here with my girls and my family needs me. And, you know, realizing that as kids become teenagers, they don't really want us around that much. You know, they don't, they want to, they're exploring and they're learning and they're living and they got their own little network of friends. And, you know, we just don't become that important. So she realized that 
she wasn't as needed as she thought she was. And so she decided to take the opportunity. Well, years ago when Charlotte used to work at the art galleries, I mean, she was, you know, petite and had this tiny little waist and, you know, she had her little outfit and her look together. And that's just how she represented herself as, you know, a woman who worked in that arena. And so in her mind, she's still that woman. But when she went on to try dresses that reflected who that woman was back then, she put on a daggum belt. And that belt exposed to her that, girl, your waist is not what it used to be. <laughs> your waist is not tiny, honey. <laughs> your waist is no longer tiny. It ain't, you don't, you don't have Dunlap. And you don't have a muffin top, but it ain't as small as it used to be. And I could identify with that moment like nothing else. Like I had to laugh out loud and I just had to give a clap watching the episode to kudos to whoever wrote that scene and whoever put that in there, because that's a real woman's moment when you become a woman of a certain age and you want to put on something that you've put on a million times before. And you know, this is your look like this is your thing. And it doesn't look how it used to look. It doesn't look bad. And most people will say that it doesn't look bad, but for you and how you're used to seeing yourself, it just ain't it. It just ain't it. And there's that moment when you have to accept that. Okay. I'm going to be okay with this little bit of pouch I got right here and realize that, okay, I'm a woman of a certain age and it's okay if it doesn't look like it did when I was 20 or 30 or maybe even 40. I'm okay with that. And so I just thought that was so powerful. And I just wondered how many other women who watched that had that same like, yes, girl, I feel you. Like, I know what it's like when it just don't look like how it used to look. And it ain't even really that bad. But to you, it just is a, is a moment where you realize that, yeah, I'm just, you know, the body's changing. And uh, I don't think that I can even do the work that it would take to get back to that because my body is just not that body anymore. And so I just thought that was really profound. I thought that was great writing and loved it and wanted to share. Okay. Uh, something else I wanted to share with you guys before I tell y'all what the next episode is going to be about and get out of here. Um, I went to the Beyonce concert in Nashville. Mm, mm, mm. For those of you who have been to the concert, the Renaissance tour, you already know, you already know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm speechless, and this was weeks ago, still, just to the talent that this woman is. And for all of you people who are out here, you know, saying things about Beyonce as far as her being demonic and all these type of things, listen, let me just say this. First of all, I don't know why. Uh, we come for our own like that. Like 
Taylor Swift is is a bigger star to white people as Beyonce is to black people. Well, I don't know if Taylor Swift is Beyonce status, but to a lot of white people, Taylor Swift is it. So much that she did at maybe what five shows in Nashville and they were all sold out. People coming from everywhere to see her in concert. So let's just say she's she's pretty up there. They don't come for their people like that. They they respect the talent and the work ethic. I don't know what people want from Beyonce, but Beyonce has given us documentary after documentary of how she's been doing this since she was a child. If you've gone to any Beyonce concert, this woman is up and moving and giving you a whole show from the time you she opens to the time she closes. I remember going to the Formation Tour. I was exhausted after the first hour. I had to sit down. I couldn't even stand up anymore. And she came back out for a whole nother hour and danced her behind off. Now, she's not doing all that dancing in the Renaissance, but I'm going to tell you, you ain't missing it. And I love to see Beyonce dance, but you're not missing it in Renaissance at all. It, I mean, it, it's, it's eye candy. It's so much to look at. You don't even know where to look. It's backstory. It's, it's, I didn't give y'all any visuals or any videos for the Renaissance album. So you're going to get everything in this show. And man, did she give it. It was amazing. It was amazing. And the atmosphere in, in the stadium was love. It was just acceptance. It was just joy. It was happy. It was, it was good. It was just like people were there just to see this huge talent that, you know, happens once in a lifetime perform the anointing that is on her, that God has given this young lady that we get an opportunity to go and witness and see and whatever it took to become, you know, who she is and what she does and the way that she does it. You know, I, I, I don't know if God can give that to a whole bunch of people, you know, and I just respect it and I don't worship her. I'm not a part of, um, some cult for Beyonce. I am a woman who can acknowledge the talent and the greatness of another woman and just say, she got that. She got it. I mean, when she says she's one of one, <laughs> she is one of one. Okay. And so if she's coming near you and you haven't gotten a ticket and there's still tickets available, Go and see it. You owe it to yourself. And tell me if whatever stadium you saw her in, if the atmosphere wasn't love and joy and peace and acceptance and energy of fun and people just there to like respect this talent and just sing to those songs that we all know. So shout out to Beyonce, girl. You, you, you the girl. You, you the woman. You the you, you be, you be. Okay. And so let me get out of here. You know, the purpose of this episode was to really talk about the evolution of these three things and the direction that the show is now going to go. So you're going to see a lot of different content than what you've seen before on the show, but it's okay. Uh, I've explained to you why you'll see that content. Uh, my next episode is going to be an episode that I'm so excited to share with you guys. It's with my nieces and my daughter. Okay. Many of you know that my baby sister, if you're a listener of these three things podcast, you know that my baby sister, Latoria, we all call her toe, uh, passed away on Christmas Eve of 2021, uh, from COVID. She was a school teacher and, uh, contracted it at school and, um, it took her home. Okay. 
And so her daughters, uh, Carrington and Kennedy, are on the show. And we, uh, including my daughter, Kamora, uh, we did a show together talking about uh, their generation and what it's like growing up in their generation, the pressures that they experience, uh, dating at, at their young age and what it's like trying to date now and the men now and how the women are. Uh, being in college, my daughter just graduated college. My niece was, uh, Kennedy is just finished her freshman year at the University of Memphis. And uh, my niece, uh, Carrington, is in her junior slash senior year in college. And, um, you know, just talking about the different phases of that, you know, and what life is like for them. We talk about where is God in y'all's generation? Is, is he still around? Is he still relevant for you guys? Uh, everything. We talk about everything. We talk about um, so much. AI, you name it. We talk about it. And I think it's just such a really great episode to help us understand uh, this generation a lot more than maybe we have tried to. Uh, they just not playing. They not going. The stuff that we accepted in my generation from adults, even when we knew adults were slimy and not right and uh, some adults, not all, you know, were slimy and not right and crooked and dirty. You know, we just tolerated it because we were raised to just respect adults. This generation is not going for that. They could care less. Like if you're slimy, we telling you, you slime, like, and that's just what you need to know. <laughs> I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it, but, um, it is what it is for them. And, um, I'm going to share that in the next episode of these three things podcast with my daughter, Kimora and my nieces, Kennedy and Carrington. And so, um, look forward to the episode coming out soon. Uh, I'll definitely give you guys a heads up when it drops so that you'll know, but you can always go to Apple or Spotify and subscribe. And as soon as the episode drops, you will know, um, I love all of you who, by the way, listen on Pandora. I I don't know why, but I just, I'm happy to be on Pandora. Like, cause I listen to Pandora all the time. I like to listen to the seventies, uh, all the time on Pandora and, um, seventies music on Pandora. And so when I see that people like go and listen to me on Pandora, I just, I don't know. I like that. I heart radio too. That kind of like, you have to really search me out to find me there. So when I hear people finding me there, it just makes me happy that y'all are listening uh, on those platforms. So anyway, I'm signing off to these three things podcast, the evolved new these three things podcast. And I will see you guys on the next episode soon. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of these three things podcast. Here's how you can stay connected after the show. Follow at These Three Things Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. On Facebook at These Three Things P. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and if you like what you've been hearing, leave a review.